Welcome to I Am Ethos, a podcast about self-discovery, inspiration, and uplifting real-life stories from extraordinary people. Each week, we deliver the best inspirational stories and tips on how you can live an extraordinary life. Now here's your host, Joe Willow-Rose. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in this week. At the end of 2009, after living nearly a year in Alexandria, Virginia, I decided to go back to California. The plan was for my kids to live with me in Virginia during the school year and spend summer with their father. But that all fell through, and so I had a major decision to make. Pack up, leave everything that I've built for my business the last 11 months, and go back to where it all started. It was a setback for me, not gonna lie. I was happy living in Virginia. I established my business, met new and wonderful friends and business contacts, and really felt that this was the place I was going to retire. All of that changed with a phone call one day when my ex said that he changed his mind and will not allow the kids to live with me during the school year and that the kids were better off in California since they had more supportive family and friends. And in Virginia, it was just me and a close friend and her husband. Of course, that made logical sense. But while I was listening to him, my heart started pounding fast. I thought it was going to burst. Living in Virginia to me was freedom, freedom to be who I am and who I wanted to be. I was able to express who I truly was, and in the process was able to build a company that I believed in. I had everything in place. Interns, whom I've hired from Georgetown, Virginia Tech, and George Mason Universities, business contacts, and new friends. I spent many wonderful months eagerly taking courses from an establishment called SCORE in Central Virginia a place where entrepreneurs are provided free workshops and resources, and who also matched me with a business mentor. And all of this for free. The interns were allowed to work for me, not for money, but for credits that they used towards their college units. So it was a win-win situation all around. My apartment became the hub for these students. Some nights they were too tired to go home, I would make them dinner and allowed them to stay and sleep in the couch or air mattress. And in return, they helped build my company from the ground up. We went door to door talking to people and handing my business card, just like the old fashioned way of doing business. This was in 2009, and so people looked at us funny. There was always a look of, haven't you heard of the internet, phone, or Skype? But to this day, I still believe in one-on-one interactions with people when doing business. Of course, due to COVID, that is a challenge now, but back then, I found that people were still receptive to this type of business interactions. And so, after I hung up with my ex, all those wonderful memories came flooding in. I cried nonstop until all the tears dried up and I fell asleep. The next morning, I started to plan for my departure. 
I first contacted my interns and asked them to come over. All 10 of them looked at me in disbelief. Some cried while others expressed sorrow and despair. But in the end, they all understood why I had to leave everything behind. My kids are important to me. And the only way they could live with me was if I went back to California to be with them. This was non-negotiable and they understood it in the end. I was done packing within a week when the movers came and picked everything up. I also found a new apartment in California within days. I decided to take the Amtrak train on the way back and had my car delivered to my new apartment in California. The last day was tough. I looked back at my apartment from the back of a taxi cab and started sobbing again. It was as if I just lost the love of my life. The train ride took four days from Washington, D.C. to Emeryville, California. I decided to splurge and pay for a private room. I figured this could be the one and only time I can experience a train ride like this, so why not? The entire trip was peaceful, the landscape was awe-inspiring and captivating. I had enough time to think of next steps with my career and life with my kids. Knowing that I'll be able to spend more time with them gave me hope and peace of mind. But after a few months, after settling into my new home in California, I began to feel listless and the dreaded depression started sneaking in. At first it was subtle and usually happened when the kids were with their father for the week and when the nights became lonely and unbearable. I missed the camaraderie, the people interaction, my interns, my life in Virginia. And then it hit me. On days when I'm not with the kids, I would sleep all day, every day. I began to neglect my business and within a year, the business had dissolved. Friends and family worried about me started to call more often to offer guidance and advice, but the advice and heartfelt concern usually went one ear and out the other. Luckily, I'd saved enough money throughout the years, so I really didn't have to work, but I constantly told myself that one day the money will run out. But I just couldn't and didn't have the motivation to get a job at that time or revitalize my business. On good days, I tried. I applied to jobs I knew I didn't want, but was good for me financially. I would go to job interviews, but not get hired. Why would they? My energy was so low. The hiring managers probably felt it as soon as I walked in their office. It was like this for me for two years. But you know, the upside of all of this is that I truly enjoyed spending time with my kids. We took many trips together when we could. I took them hiking, biking, and other outdoor activities when they were with me. So despite my depression, I managed to get up and do things with them. But I was still angry. The anger started building up until I started to snap and began yelling at my kids, my ex, anyone really who was with me. I knew they dreaded being with me because of my negative attitude and I didn't blame them. I've abandoned my spiritual practice during this time too. I was lost. 
I didn't allow anyone to help me. I figured this was on me. I'll fix this. But honestly, I didn't even know where to begin. Then two years into my depression, I started to pray every day, asking God to help me. Then one day, Sister Joan came to my mind. The Catholic nun who helped me a few years back when I took her three-day silent retreat. I contacted her and asked if she could meet with me. I didn't expect much, but I needed positivity and joy in my life again, and Sister Joan embodied all of this. So a few minutes after we met, I started to break down. I was sure she was startled by my action, but all I could see was kindness and warmth emanating all around her. I told her that I'm about to give up. I felt lost with nowhere to go. The conversation with Sister Joan lasted a few hours and on the way home, I started to feel good again. A glimmer of hope came over me for the first time in two years. Could this be the light at the end of the tunnel I've been searching for? Could this be the answer to my prayers? I began to practice the healing exercises Sister Joan recommended for me to do every day, and I did this like clockwork. And after about a month, I began to gain strength again in my mind, body, and soul. I made meditation a daily practice again, and soon after, I started working. My life slowly started to get better. The challenges continued, but this time around, it was bearable than before. Things to ponder. One is, can you recognize when you're depressed to make a mental and physical list of ways you can do to ease or minimize your depression. One way could be to join a group for support, journaling like I did, or daily exercises, yoga, etc. Three, once you've recognized you're depressed, think of one or two people whom you trust who can help and not judge you. Speak to them immediately and be the one to reach out. Don't wait like I did because one thing I've learned about depression is that we all need support. A support group that can help us walk through our depression because there's no way around it. You do have to face it head on and deal with it. Otherwise, you can spiral through life not knowing that there's hope and that there is a light at that end of the tunnel. Don't make it easy to spiral downwards. Leap forward and tackle depression head on. You will be guided to act. Take it and run with it. And when all you feel like doing is to sleep all day and night, ask yourself, can my life be better than this? And the answer you should tell yourself is yes, it can. And so acknowledge that your depression is real, express it, give it a timeline so that you can mourn and feel the sadness. I recommend no more than 24 hours and not two years like I did. Reach out to people whom you trust and talk it out with them. 
then make a plan. It doesn't have to be an elaborate plan. It could be as simple as, once I wake up, I will smile and know that my day will turn out okay. Or do a daily healing practice, even if it's just for five minutes. This could be in a form of meditation, yoga, Tai Chi, breathing exercises, whichever works for you. Go for a run, a jog, a brisk walk. And think of an activity you enjoy doing and do that for five minutes at a time. Then it may even become longer than five minutes once you're in that space. Looking back, if I'd reached out and allowed people to help me sooner, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't have been in depression mode for two years. Maybe I wouldn't have missed the joy and happiness I deserved to have. Each of us deal with depression differently, I get this. But had I allowed myself to listen to others, and more importantly, listen to my inner guidance sooner, my life would have probably been a lot different, a lot happier perhaps. This is my wish for anyone who's going through depression. Know that we're never alone. We have people in our lives who are eager to help us. And all we need to do is to ask. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable because vulnerability is when we express our true selves. And when we do this, our life can change dramatically. Tune in next time as I delve into the power of forgiveness. Sending you many blessings and love. Thanks for joining us this week on I Am Ethos. Be sure to tune in next week for our next exciting episode.